Hi, welcome to On the Periphery Pod. I'm your host, Elise Bryan, here with co-host Maddie Hom. What is up? What's the tea, Maddie? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, Lisa, as I was telling you, I'm pretty tired. I feel like I have absolutely zero motivation to do anything in my life right now. Um, I'm having a lot of trouble just even going to class because I'm like, what's the point? Like, I don't even do anything over Zoom and they're not really taking attendance. So, but I'm still going. So that's a win. I also just really do feel as though I really took on way too many responsibilities this semester. I had five and a half courses and three jobs and an internship. And I just feel like my brain just is like, dying inside um but also least what I was going to tell you is like I really feel like the reason I did that is because I'm so insecure that I'm not smart enough all the time because Mm -hmm. of my OCD like I just have this constant thought that like I'm dumber than everybody else and so I have to work harder to prove myself like that I'm good enough where I have to be better than the average student because otherwise I'm just gonna fall short every Mm -hmm. time especially since nobody in my family has like OCD or mental, well, I'm sure somebody has something, but like, (laughs) I'm not like, it's not diagnosed and nobody has it nearly as badly as I do. And my sister don't. So everything comes so easily to them and I need accommodations. Things are a lot slower for me. So I really tried to like learn about all these different areas to show how smart I could be. But now I just feel tired and burnt out and kind of disappointed with all my work because it's only like half-assed, if you know what I'm saying. No, I, I, I definitely understand that. I feel like when I was uh, growing up, a lot of times, you know, my parents would talk about, oh, your brother's like the naturally smart kid. Like he just gets things and they click for him. Not in anything and be like, ladies, you're dumb. But they were just like, oh, things come easier to him. And for me, it was like, I had to really want something and really, you know, work hard in order to understand concepts. And then once I got them, you know, I had them and they stuck with me for a long time. But because of that fear that I naturally had a brain that, you know, was slower and didn't pick up things as fast, I definitely relate to being like, oh, I have to, you know, show out and show that I am capable of learning these things and understanding things. And I think that's also part of what drove me to be, to wanting to be a doctor on top of like internalized racism, that fact of like, well, if I become you know, one of the most quote unquote elite or, you know, hardest to attain uh, professionals out there in the world that will prove that I'm not operating, you know, slower or I'm, you know, less capable of doing X, Y, Z. And I feel like it's hard because that thing can kind of overtake you and then turn out to be really mentally taxing. So I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. And it's very hard to like work through that. I mean, I still... Being like a woman too I just mm-hmm. like has definitely hit me more as I've gotten older like because people have been like oh you're actually going to have more trouble like when I was younger I didn't really think about it at all I was like oh I'm just a student you know doing my thing but now that I've gotten older I'm realizing like unless I'm the best of the best no man and even it, when I'm the best of the best if I mm-hmm. am no man not all men are going to respect me um, for my knowledge, so, but that is also a lot of pressure. I'm like, okay, I need to be smarter than them. Know what to like if they're gonna say something because otherwise they're just gonna say, oh, it's because sh- you're on your period or something like that, yeah. or you're just way too emotional. And so, yeah. 
I don't know. There is like a lot of pressure for that, but I'm happy to report that I've really decided that I took too much out of myself this semester. So mm-hmm. next semester, I'm really going to be focusing on my creative side. I'm only taking three classes and I'm still working my jobs, but that's because I need money. But I'm taking three classes. They're all language classes. So all just fun classes that I really love. And then I'm just going to paint and work on my videos. So I'm very excited. Yeah, that sounds really good. I me because I switched majors and uh so now I have to do a whole different set of coursework and so I've been packing uh in the unit so uh, but are you happy with you like the path that you're doing I do like the path that I'm doing I think that it's it feels more fulfilling and I can do more of like what I want to do and feel not what I was like put on this earth to do but I feel like through whatever I wanted to do like uh medicine the whole point was helping other people and part of that was also having representation for other people who look like me because something our madam vp said was if you don't think you can do something if you don't see someone who looks like you doing it and so it's always been important to me to see other people who look like me doing stuff and i hope that i can do the same for other people because it's really hard when I I think back on so many things and I still to this day struggle with things that I would do if perhaps I looked like you know someone else like if I looked like what was the standard of you know or just conventional I'd be like oh you know what maybe I would think about trying acting or doing xyz or maybe I wouldn't be as afraid to get on tiktok and like try to you know you're too pretty for that you're just too beautiful (laughs) it's not so much of like I don't think of myself as being uh like a beautiful person even though you know society has its conventions it's more so of a thing of like it's harder to do things like you have to work four or five times harder to be able to get to a certain level, you know, and then you also have to deal with other criticisms of people, you know, literally telling you that you are less of a person because of how you look. So it's like kind of that mental, you know, battle of like, okay, so if I were to try this thing out, it definitely wouldn't be as easy as a path getting through. I mean, nothing worth doing is easy, but it's like, it's hard to mentally prepare yourself for those different kinds of things, if that makes sense. Wait, I have to tell you something kind of funny. Um, So I was on TikTok (laughs) 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 and there's this girl that I follow who's so cool, but basically all of her TikToks are, she is um, a black woman, but Mm -hmm. like of a darker complexion. And so she's talking about like colorism and Mm -hmm. racism within the black community or like colorism within the black community and all of these really important topics. And so I made a video um, and she made one talking about how like black girls look really good in like certain colors. And I oh, was like, col- I, I saw that. I saw that. Ah, I, saw I, I stitched it. Right. And mm-hmm. she responded and she was like, and I she has a hundred thousand um, followers. So I was like, oh, she's not going to see this. Like, and then she responded and said it made her night. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like so yeah. excited. And she followed me. I felt so good. Oh but anyway, that was like a really good thing that I felt about that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. Perfect. And I want to say that I also really commend you for going ahead and going forward with, you know, YouTube and TikTok, because 
I mean, I think what you're doing is really important and your content where you're talking about, you know, actually loving yourself as an individual you are, despite all of the BS and things that, you know, you're told subconsciously and consciously. Um, and it's really inspiring because every single time I see one of your TikToks like come up, I'm like, oh my God, like, I want to, I should, I want to start TikTok. I want to do this and, you know, and like, I'm like, she's literally doing what I wish that I could do, but I feel like I still always hit like a block. Like it's a scary thing to put yourself out there, especially when, you know, like I wouldn't say I'm a sensitive person, but I do feel like because of all the things in my past that like now, especially if I hear like criticisms on certain things or people, you know, being rude about a certain thing, then it causes me to overthink and cycle and be like, well, maybe I am, blah, blah, blah. And that's not good because you should just be like a secure person and be like, blah, fuck you. Yeah, but- if somebody's just being like a bitch, like you'll just like brush them off. But if they yeah. say something that's like actually attacking, like, I don't know, like something you can't change, like if they attack like your ethnicity or the fact that you're a woman, like that really, as it should, it rattles you. Mm-hmm. And it like, but please, like you remember that one time I got one hate comment and I was freaking out for like a week. So you know what? Yeah. You are not alone. Like, oh my God, I was trying to like demolish that guy. I, yeah, you know? we, there was one, uh, comment on this tiktok uh, not this tiktok it was a comment on our uh, podcast and it was like and that sent me to tizzy and i was like oh my god like are they correct like am I, is what i'm doing stupid like it shouldn't have sent me down the rabbit hole it sent me down i was thinking about deleting the whole fucking thing and then i was like oh no you i would not have let you you're doing I such, such I good like, work. <laughs> why? i mean part of it is i have to believe that what i'm doing is important and that people may care i mean i've uh my father has shared it with some of his co-workers and their daughters have listened to it and been like you know this speaks to how i'm feeling inside so it's like okay if i'm gonna have one person who doesn't it doesn't fully res- resonate with necessarily that's okay. I mean, everybody is going to have their own tastes or things that they understand or connect with or think, you know, so I can't, I can't appeal to everyone. Nobody can appeal to everyone. So I'm just kind of like, leave. the only thing to do is work on making things better to what I think that is. Like there's that one person, right. Who said uh, maybe not so nice or disagreed with our content. And that's fine. Cause everybody has their own opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I might not have personally said it publicly, but you know what? Every person themselves. Um, but then think about all the people who have loved the podcast. And this was all, this was your creation, like your idea. And you've helped, like you, you've helped all of these people. And I feel like that's worth it. That's the point of it, to like help these people. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I feel like because I haven't believed in myself or the product or not that I don't believe in the product, but I feel obviously starting out, it's not, you know, like I have an idea of like how it should be and what the potential is. And when I feel like, well, fuck, I'm just starting out and it's, nothing can be like, it takes time to build something up and have it be good. But I definitely feel like I've been slacking on ways of like, you know, promoting and being like, hey, listen to my thing here because it just feels like, Am I a fucking joke? Like, what makes me think that what I'm doing, what I have to say is important? And I feel like that's stupid because it's conditioning, right? I feel like if everyone 
thought that we wouldn't have jack shit you know what i'm saying like if everyone was just like you know everyone's like oh you're just one drop in the ocean but without the individual drops there's no fucking ocean if everyone's like well fuck it i'm not gonna be a drop because there's other drops there's no ocean so it's just like constantly reminding myself and pushing myself and i feel like it's hard right now especially because the motivation is like lacking and all i want to do is lay in bed and scroll through tiktok and just yeah i've watched like that i don't exist 12 hours of law and order and which is like really conflicting for me because i really believe in the all cops are bastards movement but i'm also like <laughs> watching law and, order. and i'm like fuck like i want i don't want the murderer to get away but i'm like but the screw the cops i like the lawyers though i do like the lawyers. yeah i mean it's hard to be an activist and stick to your morals and principles when everything you are you know I know the crime shows like I love bones and I love like Brooklyn nine all the cop shows and I'm like oh my god <laughs> like what are you what do you even stand for <laughs> <laughs> what do I even believe in I know because I'm like I'm I'm like oh my god am I such a hypocrite I don't know maybe it's just the drama like I love the drama of like trying to catch the I don't, know. I don't know if I have to cut this out because this is going to sound creepy but you know <laughs> Okay. On TikTok, you know, I have been, I'm just going to say, it's very interesting to me, like, the people who rise to, you know, who get very successful on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And people who get very successful just in general, like, especially I've noticed, I don't know if this, I genuinely believe that the TikTok app could not be as successful as it is without Black entertainers, which is interesting because how many very popular TikTokers do you know that are Black? And if they are Black, are they a dark-skinned person or a dark-skinned woman? I don't know a single dark-skinned Black person that I can think of who's really popular. I know of one brown woman that or brown girl that I can think of but yeah (laughs) but it's like the songs that people are dancing to that are very popular are made by black artists you know like the biggest trends come from I mean the renegade dance was a dance that came from a black girl but you know Charlie D'Amelio did it and then it blew up and she's the one with like 90 million plus followers on TikTok the other thing, I don't know why this bothers me so much. And like, obviously you can listen. I don't know. it. Like, okay. I just don't know why it bothered me so much, but I was watching like one of the famous TikTokers. They were singing, like they were lip syncing to a song and it had the N word in it. And like, they weren't, they didn't say it, but like it was, they were like brushing it off so casually. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just felt really frustrating to me because I feel like you're using these songs and you're getting so much like, success from them but like people have had to suffer and work so hard to have to be able to have this I don't know like yeah I feel like I'm frustrated with like how the like is also like if you think about it and I think these people are still really good people like I don't I have no hard feeling it's against them this is the way like it's not like they're against any of the movements that I'm for or something like that but I don't know it's just like it feels unfair like I'm like there should be a lot more TikTokers who are people of color, if that's like how- It's really uh, difficult. I mean, the thing is with the algorithm is like whatever you 
like and interact with is what you get on your page. So I get a lot of people of color and a lot of political stuff and hear a lot from like different people of different cultures because that's what I like. But you know, every once in a while I get someone on there and I'm like, oh, the TikTok, the algorithm is not my friend right now. But I mean, it's hard because it's like, it's not to say, because let's be honest, like especially white people, they hold the majority of money in this country. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, I understand that consumption of music, right? It's, it's, that's just what the majority of like, you know, people who are buying stuff. Yeah. And same with like clothes too, like sneakers. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, difficult because it is actually very important to the infrastructure of how a this so-called capitalism works, but it is very frustrating that people can profit and make more money probably than the artist who made that song is making off of, you know, that that themselves, something that they actually made just for not even making the song, but doing a dance to it. And yeah, there was one that I saw the other day. I'm actually making it into a duet because I have to respond to it. But it was this white, little white boy and his sister. He like has made his whole profit. Like and he has a lot of followers and his whole profit is from him saying that he's thug. And like, I don't know, like at, pretending to act thug and stuff like that. And I was like, why does this bother me so much? Because I, I knew it really bothered me. And I wanted to like basically make a TikTok about like why he's kind of being a fool, making a fool of himself. But I was like, and then like I was researching it and it's like ways that white male, white cis men in the Mm -hmm. past, like they use those words to put down the black community and really like um, make them lose credit and stuff like that. And now this boy is like taking it and profiting off of that. I don't know, it just really- It's difficult because already like we associate Doug with a certain color because that's what you know people how people uh degrade black people by associating thug especially with um, black people I mean the current president of the United States did it (laughs) no longer they're acting a certain way and I I would say I mean how do you act a fucking color you know what I'm saying like you can't act but cultural things or that are associated with a certain group of people because that's what we see presented to us in the media I feel like mm, kind of off topic, but something that has really pissed me off. When you're watching films and stuff and they do involve other people of color, they show you the same narrative story constantly. So then people think that that's all that there is or that a majority of people are living a certain way because they belong to a certain cultural group or you know ethnicity or race. And that's just not the fucking facts at all. I've never seen someone who has a black female who had my experience, you know what I mean? Like the closest thing to it was the hate you give. And even that, I was just like. But it was, it went extreme like that. Like, cause right? you know, like, I, it, it, like it was based off of things that are so real, mm-hmm. but then like her, like getting into the middle of the riot, throwing the tear gas. Like I was like, I mean, I guess that that totally could happen, but just the way they did it in the film, like yeah. I was like, it's just very dramatized. I mean, I was like, my life is a protest, okay? As in, not like an active protest, but being a Black person specifically in this country 
and having the audacity to live, even though a lot of people don't think that you deserve to be living, you know what I mean? Or deserve to be able to experience what other people are experiencing is a protest in itself, you know, just getting up every single fucking day. But it's hard when you, like, I just want to watch a fucking film of like a young woman going and you, like Lady Bird, you know that movie Lady Bird with Saoirse Ronan? Great movie. Why can't we just have a black Lady Bird? Yeah. Or like, like why I can't I watch just a black woman go through adolescence, live her life? Why can't I watch a beautiful romantic story between black people and they don't end up I going to a protest? that came out recently, like the Bonnie and Clyde like, thing, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Queen and Slim. Like, I just, I just couldn't. I watched the movie and literally my brother and I, we were in there and people were like crying. And I was just kind of like, like I didn't want to be disrespectful because nothing about it, but India more. I'm very happy that they are in films and be able to extend their uh, filmography past, you know, pose which is something that is centered around the trans identity and just being able to, you know, play a character. But I didn't appreciate why in this film did they have to be like a stripper or a prostitute to a black man. Yeah, like, so the thing is, it was probably not their choice either. Like they wanted to have a role in the film. And yeah. like why is it that the role that they have to play. First off, why are we including in this some like, uh, and this is not to degrade sex work or anything. I just think that it instilled or was it perpetuated, right? Uh, stereotypes are limited what people can be and who people are besides just their identities. And what I didn't like right off the bat, especially with Queen was that they had her more like they had her almost in a more like combative role to start when she met with Slim. We have to be conscious of like the things that already surround certain like characters and people's identities and try to work to break out of that mold that's already there. You know, watching that, I didn't feel like, oh, you know, I can be whoever or something different. Re watching it, I was like, why is this just a further iteration or reiteration of what I've seen before. Why do all, and the fact that it started with, you know, Slim almost being shot by a cop and then him shooting the cop instead, it's like, oh, what if we reverse it and we shoot the cop instead? It's like, you know. Because then, then it's just perpetuating the fear, like the racist fear that people already have. Also, like, I was just thinking about this, like, because I can't think of many movies, obviously, because they don't have a lot of what, or like the cast is mainly black and it's not mm -hmm. like a white savior movie. Um, or it's not like a funny movie, say like Medea or like Barbershop or something like I that. Like, I did like Hidden Figures a lot. I thought that was- Well, Hidden movie. Figures was like giving recognition to people and saying, <laughs> oh my God, these black women and black people 
literally were just do, living their life, contributing to society and helping literally with some of the, the greatest- We made history. Like it, we couldn't have done it without Katherine Johnson. Like, exactly. Just for your information. But no, I was ta- thinking about Black Panther and I love Black Panther. I think mm-hmm. it's a good movie. I had a lot of- it, love Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick, rest in peace, Chadwick. <laughs> no, I know. I really wanted to marry him, even though he was like however many years older, but whatever. Um, um, but I was thinking about, so the character that um, the guy, the other guy, the evil guy in the movie, what's the actor's name? I'm blanking. Oh, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, right. Thank you. Um, the character that he plays, he's like... The, everybody thinks of him as like a really big villain right but Mm -hmm. you hear him at the end he's saying like all he wants to do is be able to help the black community who's Mm -hmm. outside of Wakanda because they're suffering so much and like he's still made out to be a villain because he wants to take away Mm -hmm. the I don't know the vibranium vibranium. (laughs) (laughs) from from Wakanda and I was just like why why are we making that like why is he a villain because of that because he's trying to help other black people and like from oppression like and the fact that even in like this movie he was created portrayed as a villain but he's really just trying to like rise up from oppression I don't know that just that also like I was like thinking about that when I left the theaters and I was like like because nobody was really talking about that they were just like oh my god that was so fun and I was like anybody yeah. catch the fact that he was trying to raise up the black community and they they still killed him like yeah I mean like I said you know aren't really can either perpetuate one or I think in this case it's more of a nuanced thing no it's making people, you think like to exactly but a lot of people don't really look at that or take you know take those things not to generalize people but you know uh take those things into consideration I feel like they're just obviously if you have different experiences the way that you see things and interpret things are going to be different and specific to your experience but yeah no this so because I'm on the path the journey to be working on um business and specifically in the entertainment industry uh, (laughs) and hoping to like work on stuff and work towards diversifying I was considering you remember I wrote 10 pages of a script it was trash might I add it was good okay Lise that's the thing you have to work on you have to be able even if you think it's trash some might not and some that one person could elevate you to become like a great screenwriter okay I'm sorry um the first draft it was good it was good for for, it was a good first draft I like I was invested (laughs) re um although you did leave out one friend (laughs) well here's the thing a little something about film writing is you have to it's rules of three the rule of three where you have to have three you have three acts and you have (laughs) three characters and you have you know um so I mean that was great to take advantage of some of the classes from one of the uh most prestigious film schools and I mean it was cool to look at that and uh it's no joke it's fucking difficult okay entertainment is hard uh but i mean no that's the thing that bothers me about tiktok like sorry to interrupt but it offers some ease but at the same time you really don't need to be like i feel like people who are famous on tiktok like are not that talent like i'm I'm not disrespectful (laughs) like i'm just like but i'm like i feel like if you're gonna be that famous you should be like 
I don't, I, am I wrong here? Am I just I like, mean, here's the thing. I'm all for people living their dreams. You know, I, uh, I came across a TikTok of this girl from Iran uh, and it blew up and it came onto my feed and she said, I'm so jealous of you guys living your lives. Cause she was saying that in Iran as a woman she, and she can't, you know, do what she wants to do and also uh, can't love whoever she wants to love. And so she was saying, I'm so jealous of you guys who are able to live your lives and do, you know, whatever you want to do without having to think more about these different things. And I was just like, obviously, I'm a person in the United States. I mean, quote unquote, the land of the free, you know, like I, I do myself have a lot of privileges here as well, but also because of the way that this country was built, there are a lot of things that I watch other people do that I, I'm not gonna lie, I get a little bit jealous. I'm like, how the fuck is it that this girl just comes on here and not to tear this woman down because it's not the individual woman, it's the system, the society that allows this shit to come up on my screen. And then I'm like, okay, so she's not really doing all that much but for some reason it's really resonating and has resulted in all these opportunities right which she could then go and build a whole career and generational wealth which she can then pass down to her children and same for the men on there right but it's like these opportunities are further you know kept from people who are non-white so it's harder for them to build generational wealth and success for themselves down the line it's also for me, like, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, I definitely feel like there's some jealousy, but also it's because for me, the thing that really bothers me, like more than anything is when things aren't fair. So obviously I'm always angry at the world, like constantly, because the world isn't fair. But I just feel so frustrated sometimes watching these families, these girls who all like, and I, I don't think that they shouldn't have their wealth or anything like that. I don't think they're bad people. I'm not trying to say yeah. that at all. I would totally be fangirling if I got the chance to meet any of them. But at the same time, it just bothers me because a lot of them, like, I've, I've like, like, no, I know from like media about their families before they got famous and they mm -hmm. all were stable. They all had enough money to be able to go to like fancy classes or good schools or do the sports that they wanted to. None of their, like, it doesn't seem like any of their parents had a life-threatening illness or disease or something like mm -hmm. that. And they're all very, like, very, tr like, um, what is it? Traditionally beautiful, mm -hmm. like thin. And I just like, I, for, for my whole life, have always felt that I'm less than because I'm bigger than a lot of the girls or I'm more Asian, but not Asian enough than a lot of the girls. And so seeing that, like seeing them have like the perfect like bodies or complexions in society's mm -hmm. eyes, but also per a perfect family already with like financial security before even starting. I just feel like there are people who really need it. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's not to say that, you know, all that glitter is gold. Is that the saying? It's not to say that like, Minds uh, aren't perfect, these, obviously. Like yeah, I don't. Nothing know. is perfect, but in a sense, it is very frustrating because you could be doing something on, you know, that is on par with what they're doing, but naturally, what you're doing is just not going to be distributed or shared or thought about or cared about as much. And 
that's really well I've done like the same dances like I've tried it out I've done the same dances done the same like lip syncs and I just don't look like like these girls like I just don't yeah. have the same body type I'm not that as thin as them um and I don't look as like conventionally like beautiful like in that way I I like the way I look I'm happy with the way I look but at the same time you know it's just frustrating I feel like it's very invalidating because no, I, I agree and part of me because of like the rebel spirit that I am I will hate that term but part of me is like you know what fuck yeah I'll get on there and I'll do the same motherfucking thing and I'll build that shit and you know and just be like bitch I could do this too but it's also like the effort and the time and energy that you have to put into it, likely it's probably going to be two, three, four times as much as these other people are doing. And future, it's like, especially if you do that stuff and say there is a little bit of like traction, but not as much, the chances of being able to build actually a whole career out of it is very limited. And then who's to say that later when you're trying to get a job and then they're going to be like, aren't you the person who is doing X, Y, Z? You know, like it could stifle your ability to get jobs in the future or uh, so it's very, it's very finicky because I go back and forth on it. I, as you know, I love singing and I'm always like, oh, I just want to sing on TikTok and like duet singers and stuff like that. And part of me, I'm like, well, because TikTok is a thing where your stuff just gets on to random people's for you pages and it can grow. But at the same time, I get nervous that, I get nervous on the one hand of like, oh, this is stupid, I shouldn't do this because this will keep me from being able to get a job later if people see it and think that it's whatever, or there is a potential that I could do this and then it could actually blow up and then my life is not the same or I, I don't feel the way that I did before. So it's like, one of those very scary things of like, am I opening myself up to some nonsense for no reason? Or could this actually become something that is, you know, like it's just a very hard thing to navigate because it can't just be like, oh, I just want to get on TikTok and have fun and do it. And then whatever happens, happens. It's like, fuck, well, I have to think about all the repercussions because I have, you know, these set things that definitely affect the way that I'm already being perceived in the world. So it's a constant battle to TikTok or not to TikTok. I just want to, I, I just want to sing. I just want to learn instruments. I just want to play instruments and I just want to learn school. That's it. Learn school, learn in school. Just ideas that I like to toy with in my head. I like to imagine a life where I'm much freer and happier and am myself, but not myself. And <laughs> why is it that I can't just make that the reality now? Why is it that I just can't? If you didn't have every aspect of your personality that you have, you wouldn't be the same person. And don't you think you've already offered a lot to the world? Like, would you want, would you want to change anything about yourself? Like, because if you, let's say you didn't have like anxiety, it might not push you to be as good of a student you might not be at the school where you are because you worked so hard. True, but would I be happier? Who's to say? But I mean, I mean, nobody knows, nobody knows. But like, I've thought about this a lot. Like, how would my life be different if I didn't have OCD? And in the early years, I was like, fuck this shit. I'll get rid of it, 
like that. Like if a genie in a bottle was like three wishes, I'd be like, get rid of the OCD times three. Like make sure nobody in my family can ever have it. But now in retrospect, like thankfully, I'm very, very fortunate. I've had access to therapists and doctors Mm -hmm. um, at my school and they gave me specialized medication. So that's really lucky. And I was able to get diagnosed, which isn't the case for everybody. So like that has altered my perspective. But I also have also, I've seen how I've changed under the medication. Like certain things don't bother me as much, but like I'm not as, I don't think I'm as diligent as a student. They're like give and takes for each thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't change anything about uh, myself or really my past experiences because if you weren't you, yeah. you would, you're so strong and you're so smart and you're so funny. Oh my god, you gas me too much. But that's because you don't do it for yourself. Plus, it's all true. <laughs> like, um, but no, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't change those things. But I definitely do believe that in my life, there's room for improvement and actually, you know living like I feel like the the most not the most fucked up thing about COVID because the most fucked up thing is that people are dying and people are losing their lives and jobs and livelihoods and things like that but something that's fucked up for me is the COVID the quarantine situation helped me you know sink more into myself and you know decipher what I wanted to do and who I truly am at the core at the the essence regardless of you know the outside stuff but now it's hard because I'm finding myself being stuck on it's like you know you have you just being stuck in a certain position it's harder to you know come around around the corner as a special someone would like to say it's hard to come (laughs) it's hard to come and uh uh, work built off of you know the foundation that I'm starting with now so I get very frustrated and disappointed because it's like okay I feel like I've made progress but at the same time I'm not able to see this progress in action which is also making my mood sink downward well, you know lucky for you you're only 19 years young so you have a whole life ahead of you yeah I used to think that I was gonna die at 27 because I love Amy Winehouse and I just felt such a connection to her and I was like maybe I'll also die at 27. She was that young? I didn't even realize. That's How do you not know? I only talk about her like 24/7. I have a freaking poster of her. I always go just so much talent and such a beautiful soul. God, she was 27 years young. I feel like I talk about that a lot, but fake friend. That's cool. I just really want to make music for shits and gigs. Um, you should, Lisa. And you can do that now. I, I know, but I'm making a plea to anyone who is looking to teach someone how to play piano or mm-hmm. uh, also guitar, or anyone who likes to produce music and wants to teach someone else or would also like to have vocals on whatever music they're making, please. It, I literally just want to do it. Like, I just want to do it and I don't care, so. Hey, you know, Lise, you're such a good singer. I think you should, you'd be amazing on TikTok. Should I just say fuck it and just take yes, I think you blow up and then I'd be a little jealous of you for maybe like a week and then I'd be super happy for you. I don't think I'll glow up because the algorithm doesn't like black people. Well, A, fuck that. And B... <laughs> 
the world is never going to change unless they have people True. like you, amazing, beautiful women who are pushing for change. I was literally thinking about things that I would do if I was white. I was like, uh, I would wake up in the morning and I'd not be concerned about um, being profiled. And I would just go out and I'd wear whatever I wanted to wear. And then also I would even consider maybe acting or, you know, like. If I were a white man, I don't know. I still am scared being a, I would still be scared being a completely white girl. <laughs> like, white Yeah, man. but can't deny that shit would be fucking easier that is not to say i want to be white because i love who i am and i love being a black skin girl but i'm just saying if i was white if i was white i feel like i would be doing trying out more things than i am now but that's not okay that's not okay because that's how the system just keeps working because you think that you can't do something and so it just ends up perpetuating this fucking notion and you know, me as a person who's like, we have to beat the system. We can't just let them tell us who we are. And here I am sitting on my ass being like, if I was white, I'd do that. No, please. please, please. I just heard this though. Like somebody was talking to me about this and it was like, oh, I actually heard it from a TikTok, but this was some wise ass words. Like this man was wise as hell. And he was basically talking about like, he was commenting on this one man's video because he made a video saying like, this one guy made a video saying like, if women don't respect themselves, how can we be expected to respect women? And the man said, basically, women live in a society that is meant to bring them down and to make them feel badly about themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes women are going to feel badly about themselves and are not gonna have conflict. That does not give anybody else the reason to question their like being a feminist or question them or make fun of like the fact that they don't have confidence in themselves of anything. It puts more of a responsibility on the people who have don't like are lucky and have that privilege to not have to worry about that, to bring those those women up. And I think it's totally the same is totally applicable for you. You live in a society that has been created and profited off of the backs of black individuals, specifically black women, has been meant to put down black women since its creation. We live in a fucked up society. America is fucked. Like there, like, there is no question about it. No wonder so many people want to move. Um, what's crazy is like anywhere pretty much that colonialism has touched oh, yeah, yeah. is fucked up. Yes. <laughs> fucked up. Yes. Anywhere that pretty much Europe touched is screwed now. Like, but yeah. So of course there are going to be some times that you wish you were white. That doesn't mean that you're not a feminist. That doesn't I don't mean- wish I was, let's clear this up. I don't oh. wish I was white. I just or feel like- it, think it would might be, it, believe it would if be- If I was white, I would do X, Y, Z. Like, I guess like, like you, but like- Never that. Even as you were saying though, you don't even wish that you were white. So no. like just imagining an alternate reality, mm-hmm. which is totally like normal. I sometimes wish I was completely white. And I am very white passing, but I still wish sometimes that I were completely white. So, and I don't have nearly the same amount of like, like the same prejudice. Like I've never been profiled. And that is a very, like, I'm very privileged in that area. And still I wish I was white because I want some of those privileges. I wish I have a lot of insecurity about my looks because of being Asian. I feel like there's a lot of like, rejection of Asian beauty and stuff like that mm-hmm. in America and especially like you don't see any Asians in the media and even like that has been really hard for me too like even though I know they use the same 
um, black and brown women to kind of like, they're like, oh, Beyonce and J-Lo. Oh, and there's Oprah. Like, they're like, they have very much so token women um, Mm -hmm. of color. Like, I haven't seen any token Asian women, which is also terrible because I'm like, where's the token Asian one? (laughs) Like, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) at least give us a token Asian woman. I'm like, why aren't, like, they're really lacking on their token business. Like, I thought they were better than this. 21st century, but no. But, like, that doesn't mean anything about, like, how much of an activist you are. You live in a society that has been bringing you down for your whole life, which is so unfair. And look, you're rising above it all. And sometimes you're going to feel sad because you're human and it sucks and it's not fair, but you're stronger than everybody else. Like you're still fighting against it. So kudos to you. Thank you. And you know what? Kudos to you. I'm very, uh, (laughs) what? No, I'm just thinking like, I'm like, you're out here like doing all these amazing things and I'm like feeling sorry and wishing I was white and I'm already white passing. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I mean, all things are relative. I hate that thing of, uh, the comparing of struggles because you only know your struggle, you know what I'm saying? And that's not to say to be like, oh, you know, I just don't think that we get anywhere by being like, well, this is harder for me because la da 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 da. It's like, okay, yeah, this is what true. I'm feeling as an individual. This is my experience, but also recognizing, oh, okay, there are some things that I don't have to deal with because yeah, of XYZ. No, I'm very like, lucky. Like, so and the point is also like, we shouldn't exactly as you're saying people shouldn't be comparing their oppression and their struggles everybody who's oppressed should be working against the oppressor together and be like <laughs> thank you so much for talking this was actually a really good i know i feel like it was cathartic. i feel like i definitely exposed myself though i don't want to seem like somebody who hates like charlie d'amelio or something like that i'm I definitely don't hate charlie d'amelio like, I, I think she's doing her thing and getting that bag, working the system. And I think she's such a wonderful person. Like, she really does try and, like, do things. And she it's hard. really down to earth. And she also is, like, actually good at dance. She can actually dance. No, she's an amazing dancer. And I also like her sister. Like, I know, like, she's not a dancer, but I still like her. She should be able to have her own career. And I know it's hard to grow up in the shadow and the footsteps of your of your sibling. And I think she should be able to have her own lane. But that doesn't mean I see that's the thing that pisses me off. She was handed a record deal in music because she's somebody else's sister who looks like XYZ instead of actually being like a legit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I know <laughs> you should go on to TikTok, please. I will hype you up. But no, I feel like I, I don't want to seem like really petty. I definitely sometimes feel very envious because I'm like, they don't have to do anything and each video they make forty thousand dollars each tiktok video and i'm like and there are people in yemen who are starving to death like i don't know it makes yeah. me really mad like i'm just like but yeah. that's not their fault it's the no, capital it's, it's a system baby it's a system and you can't be mad for people you know working the system yeah like if i being- could work the system i'd be working the system except i would be doing it for actual change I don't want to be rich so I can just sit on a pile of cash. I want to be rich so that I can use it to actually, you know. I really, that's exactly, I really want to be wealthy so I can give it all away. I like, I feel like that's a horrible thing to say though. Like, cause I want to be wealthy, but I don't want the money. No, like, if I, I was a billionaire, if I had the money that Jeff Bezos had. He can end poverty on his own. I would end that freaking poverty. Right? I would, I, I would buy a new computer, but then I would try and get like- Okay, that's warranted. You can buy a fucking new computer. Like- I know, I'm very conflicted about computers though, because I know they're really bad. I mean, 
that but that's the thing it's like not your I mean we can only pick and choose our battles like I choose to be vegetarian because I'm like that's a way that I can help me too in a way to help this climate crisis and you know the earth dying I don't shop at like H&M I don't shop at Brandy Melville I don't shop at any of those stores no urban outdoors so but it's like as one person we cannot fix the but maybe if we make it big on TikTok, we can start changing. Well, you know what? This is our pack. This is our pack. We're starting TikTok together right now. Well, you're already on TikTok, but. Okay, but I'm ready to, I'll do at you, Lise. I'm so bad, but I'll do at you. <laughs> I'll go on there and I will try to sing. Maybe I should force myself to put my first TikTok tonight so that I start the process. <laughs> anyway, know. yes, this was really great because I feel better that I talked through and worked some, through some things that were plaguing my old mind and, uh. All right. Well, everybody, um, thanks for listening to On the Periphery podcast. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that this thing was still going. Um, uh, thank you for listening. And Maddie, thank you for being here with me. I feel, considering how we started, where I felt like I was in the shitter, now like my ego is kind of like uppity a little bit. It's literally my job. I have to I have to boost you. I'm going to be here, be here to boost you up. I love boosting people. Yeah, so boost each other. And um Thank you for listening. Wear a fucking mask because now we are currently at like over 160,000 plus yes. cases. My mom has to tell me every single day. She likes to run in and tell me how many cases are in Alameda County. And I'm like, this isn't healthy for anybody. <laughs> Literally. So um, please wear your mask. And thank you to uh, Mr. President-elect Joe Biden and Ms. Madame Vice President um, Kamala Harris for oh, no. coming to save us. Say-